Coming up, we have three different interviews. Christian Kirtley, Matt Ager, and Michael Marsh. That's all next on the Gaucho 9 Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Kyle's Kitchen, proud sponsors of UCSB Athletics. Can't thank Kyle enough for all of his support uh, throughout the last handful of years, providing pregame meals for the Gauchos and great food for everyone in the Santa Barbara community. So shout out Kyle's Kitchen, proud supporters of the Gaucho 9 podcast. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America, the Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one-strike pitching. Mitchell bounces the deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. And Curley pulls back the home run. And the Gauchos are going to win the game. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? Borgonio is back. He's going to turn and watch this one fly. A two-run homer for Clausen. And the score is due. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. Willits will make the catch. And the Gauchos are 2022 Big West champions. All right, Christian Kirtley. How's it going? What's up, man? How's it going? No, how are you? I'm <laughs> doing okay. I don't know. T- tough couple weeks here, so. Well, I'm it's outside of individual accolades. It's been a, a tough couple weeks stretch for the Gauchos, right? Yeah. Six and eight in their last 14 games. Yeah. So, do, do uh, this is a bad question. <laughs> I, I want to ask it anyway, but do wins or personal accolades matter more to you? Yeah, I mean, you know exactly <laughs> what answer you're getting. I, w- I would have taken Helen Keller player of the week if we won 14 out of our last 14, you know. There so, you but go. Still cool nonetheless. I mean, obviously I'll take it, but I mean. We're, we're, we're saying, uh, yeah, you are national hitter of the week. Yeah. Announced by a collegiate baseball newspaper, which is uh, based out of Tucson. They're a West Coast. They're uh, Gaucho supporters. They're supporters of the West Coast teams. So we we like to promote that. Yeah, good. Um, Thanks, Collegiate Baseball newspaper. Yeah, well, and there and like when you look at the uh, College Baseball Hub posts the composite rankings. Have you seen those? No. Where they take so all of the outlets that rank teams like D1Baseball.com and Perfect Game, and oh, City okay. Today, and all that stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Collegiate Baseball newspapers included that, and so they put all of the rankings together to make a composite list based off of all of the, the rankings. Okay. And Gauchos have been in the top 25 most of the year because they've been ranked in, I don't know, like three or four of them at, okay, at cool. one time. So, cool. But uh, a tough stretch for the Gauchos. However, you guys are still 22-11, and 7-5 in the Big West, in the thick of it. Uh, two games back of Fullerton in the loss column. Uh, 28th in the RPI, still strong. And I've been promoting this all year. I'm convinced that the Big West is back. Have you noticed? <laughs> have you noticed that uh, Big West games have been a little different compared to the last oh, two years? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think it's safe to say that the Big West is back. I mean, they, I, this is my fifth year here, so I've seen it all, and I've, we've been on top for pretty much the most of the time I've been here. But this is the toughest the Big West has been by far. I mean, I'm, I grew up on the West Coast watching Fullerton, Long Beach. And like just how people talked about those teams and just watching them play, that this is how it feels. Like I, I can see now how other people used to talk about those, you know, huge those legacies or whatever. So I, I think it's safe to say that. I mean Fullerton's definitely a good team. Um, Irvine was a good team, good scrappy team, CSUN's a good team. So I mean, yeah, we're we got our work cut out for us for sure. Yeah, well and 
uh, a sweep of Oregon earlier in the year. And Oregon, I think they've lost, they've only lost nine games, so Gus is responsible for six of those. They won the series against Stanford this week. Uh, Xavier, they won like 10 games in a row. They, they had a big series with UConn this week. So it's been a really competitive year uh, across the Big West Conference. I think UC Irvine won a series against Arizona State. Uh, Fullerton won a series against Texas. So I'm, I'm trying to pr- promote this because I think this conference should get two, maybe three teams into the postseason. The Gouchers should be included with that because we certainly are good enough to do it. And just a, a little midseason, uh, little midseason run. We're trying to figure things out. But how are how are the mentals uh, with you and in the clubhouse? Well, the mentals with me, I think, are a little bit different. I've been through it a, a little bit, so I'm probably a little more poised, maybe a little bit more calm, and I'm trying to help other guys do the same thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if I said everybody was strong and ready to go, and it's it's tough, you know. I mean, you lose, you know, six games of – what were we, six? Six and, and eight. Six and eight in our last 14, so it's tough, and we're not used to that at all, so – I think I think it's getting a it's getting a it's a little bit of pressure on some of the young guys and some of the guys in general, but I would say that the chemistry of the team and the brotherhood of the team is still very much alive and still very much strong. Are you looking forward to getting Mikey Gutierrez back and Ivan Bredauer back? Oh my gosh! I mean, that would be huge. That would that could turn this whole ship around you know kind of right now i mean we're doing what we can but we're missing two of our best players you know when you get to the bottom line so it's like goody was our friday guy best you know golden spikes watch list and ivan has been mashing up until you know his injury so um we're searching for pitching and we're searching for some oh so it would be perfect to get this right? team back yeah it'd be, it'd be great yeah, uh, I mean, to, be, yeah. to be full strength yeah like six and eight but gouches haven't been a hundred percent uh well let's talk about you uh, the personal stuff, slow start to the year. What's and then and then the big week last week, uh, four home runs. You had the walk off against San Jose State. Uh, it feels like you're you're seeing the ball well. You finally got some doubles. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the two against Fullerton refers to uh, of the season, so I'm sure it feels good to get some doubles. But what has been the difference between the Christian at the beginning of the year and the Christian these last few weeks? Yeah, I think that just early on. I kind of, I felt like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, the staple of the lineup. I'm going to be this. And I was putting all this, you know, stress and pressure on myself. Then as the weeks go on, it's more just, you know, I'm 23 years old. It's my fifth year here. It's more just be grateful for where you're at, be happy where you're at, and just go hit the ball. And if you don't, you don't. And if you do, you do. Obviously, I'd love, I'd love to hit it, you know. Of course, but, of course. You know, don't, don't, you know, yeah, I've really been trying to, you know, implement a little bit of gratitude the last couple of weeks and it's definitely been helping i don't know if that's kind of a corny or cheesy answer but we've it's had definitely helping there has been a podcast titled attitude for gratitude so yeah we could we could call this attitude for gratitude part two <laughs> yeah you Christian, could, for you you could. Curly. i'm all about it i'm all about it it's helping me so yeah what, what's like like the physical stuff at the plate has it been not chasing pitches that you were chasing early in the year is it uh finding your zone is it a was it a swing change like on like on top of the the mental stuff was there a physical thing yeah i mean i feel like early on when i was chasing all those pitches and striking out a bunch it it was timing i wasn't confident in my swipe so for me it was more just start slower start earlier calm your breath calm your brain 
And then when that happens, I put myself in a good position to hit. All of a sudden, I don't chase. All of a sudden, I'm hitting the pitches I should be hitting. So it's not so much, hey, don't don't swing at this pitch or don't chase this pitch. It's more just like, hey, breathe, calm down, be slow, be early, look for it in this zone. And if you get it, swing. And if you don't, then take it, whatever. Because yeah, I've noticed, like, you've been spitting on some tough pitches that you swung at a lot earlier in the year. Yeah. And it feels like you're... Your zone has shrunk. You're you're seeing it better. Yeah, you're having sure. a more calculated approach at the plate. For sure. Is there sure. is there anything that, that Ferg has has said or that Chaps <laughs> has said to you about yeah, the mean, approach? I mean, yeah, they they throw in their little tidbits, you know, here and there. But I'm typically a guy that likes to kind of work through it myself. Not that I don't take any tips or nothing like that, but I kind of just like to, you know, go in the cage by myself, nobody in there, and figure stuff out or stuff like that and. Ferg and Chex kind of, they, they understand. And I'm older and I'm experienced, so they understand. Like, what are we, what are we going to tell this guy? Are we going to tell him, hey, you know, be early? <laughs> like, he knows that. So it's like. It's your uh, five. It's, yeah. Your it's, five. What are we going to tell him? Exactly. So it's, it's tough for them to, uh, you know, say that kind of stuff. And But they did help, you know, ease my, or ease the stress and pressure on me for sure. They, they really helped me, you know, just calm down. You're fine. We don't care. You're good. Just do you yeah so that was that so you know that was mostly what they said and that was really helpful so yeah what about dh'ing versus playing left field i hate dh'ing i hate dh'ing checks if you're listening do not put me at the dh <laughs> i don't know it's just hey, hard dh'ing is hard I, I i could totally see it being a real challenge yeah i mean it's just hard to stay in the flow of the game and i mean a lot of the ga- not a lot but hitting is a lot of momentum and a lot of you know this and that and it's hard to 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 do that when you're DHing and when all your buddies are out there you know carving people up and making diving plays and stuff so i love playing defense you know it's not my i'm not bad at it at all but most, it's most, not you know i'm an underrated defender i am i am the most <laughs> underrated defender in the big west you know i'm good at it you know i'm not the star shortstop so i can't say you know i'm that guy but you know i do my part for sure so uh, yeah, I would I would take playing left field over. I, I would take playing I love it. the defense over. I love it. I love it. All right, la- last thing. Uh, you came back for your fifth year. You weren't picked up at the end of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Like, what are what are the ambitions for the end of this season moving forward? <laughs> well, I really, as far as this season is, I really want to make playoffs. That would be four years in a row, or that. Yeah, COVID, every so year. we didn't get to go to playoffs. But it would be every I would year. really want to do that, and I think that this team could be so special, especially if we just get in. I mean, we still got some work to do, but especially if we just get in. And then after the season, you know, obviously, you know, I'd love to go give it my shot. I think I'm good enough. I think I could do it, but um, get drafted. Is yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I or, be, or free agent signing something with a, a big league club. Yeah, for sure. And I would, and I would do it in a heartbeat. And I'd do, you know, whatever. And that that's been my dream all along and that's still my part of my dream but you know i'm I'm also not a dummy you know i'm not my whole life isn't based around <laughs> getting drafted this year so you know i'm not banking on it but i would love it yeah what about secondary secondary hmm, i've been talking to ferg and dj and Erdy and not really checks as much but uh i want to coach a little d1 coaching so i like love college it. i like the college atmosphere i like how team oriented it is and so i would love and i think i know enough baseball to help some people out so it's a it it is a special it is a special arena 
yeah for the, sure the college sports arena yes right where it's there's still the passion there's still the the growth part of it you're, you're teaching kids how to how to play a sport and compete but you're also teaching them how to be grown-ups yeah right? exactly and and you're you're well you've you're a well-traveled individual <laughs> here here in your fifth year how, how many games have you played do you know uh i don't know do you know that's, i'm coming up on the record here i mean it's like i think you're almost at 200 okay or might be more than 200 already i don't i don't know i just i, just, I thought i thought somebody knew i thought no. you might, you might no, know i, I, mean, I, I have but I've been i'll double check that. that i'll throw it in there. About that. i was scared early on in the year i was like shoot dude i'm i'm not i'm not playing good enough to be in light of i might not get the games played <laughs> record here well you I'm did sure. you dropped this to me early in the year you said cow i'm going 10 and 10 What's 10, that? 10 homers 10 stolen bases oh jesus you got the 10 homers you got some work to do in the stolen base department. Yeah, I think well, you have one. They got one bag. I literally have one bag. Uh, can we go ten and five? Uh, <laughs> we can go ten and five. <laughs> I just we've had Compromise. some we've had some base running woes, right? And I'm not the slowest guy, but if there's, I don't know. I, I it looks really bad when the guy that's not that fast tries to steal a bag and gets thrown out. So this is I true. I really have to pick and choose my spots, especially when the coaches are getting angry at people getting thrown out at bases so you know uh, yeah tread light yeah I, i'm treading very lightly but last year i had seven i know that's so what I'm saying. i mean like, I, i'm not there. slow but you could get there yeah there's been some there's been some circumstances that you know i don't know i right. gotta tread carefully there well big, big week road game pepperdine road series uc san diego uh look forward to seeing you out there um keep doing you yes sir stay hot baby thanks kurt yes sir Hello, Matt. Hello, Kevin. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, I'm outstanding. I'm excellent. Good. Yeah, you got new tarps on your field. It's a good day. Oh, yeah. We have uh, yeah new field protectors for short and second and infield skirt and all that good stuff. So I wanted to get you last week, but it was a little chaotic during the week. It was a little tight because of the two games and everything and all that. So. Yeah. We were, I was hoping to do this interview coming off of the Big West Pitcher of the Week. Yeah. And you're, and you're starting against Fullerton. So, oh, no. So it's well, cool. no, no, no. We'll, we'll, start, we'll start there with okay. the Fullerton start. Okay. Seven and two-thirds, two hits, no runs, nine Ks, one walk. I said that I think it was your best performance as a Gaucho. Definitely. Is it, is it the best one, or is it up there with other performances? Um, I think it's tied – Tied for first with last year, Paulie, back-to-back days. Oh, right. Yeah, that's I, I'm proud of that, just because it's back-to-back days, pretty much. And that was, uh, you got a win and a save. Yeah. In those ones, right? Yeah. And that was, was on the road. On the road, it was big, because they were like, what, second or third, and we were first, and mm-hmm. won the series, and then ended up sweeping on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty big. <laughs> that was last year. Yeah. So this, this is this year. Uh, but how, how did you feel against Fullerton? Because first time pitching at Goodwin Field, and you're getting a lot of support from your offense, but it just it looked like you had everything working. Yeah, well, I mean, it just makes it a lot easier when your offense puts up, like, 10 in the first three. So like I need to have the, one of those starts when it's, like, a 1-0 ball game now because I've had two of them when it's, like, a 10-0 ball game when it doesn't matter as much. Right. So I just need to figure that out and just, I don't know, pitch that way when it's a one-run ball game. 
Well, because last year you're in that kind of fireman role where you're coming in with leads in late in games or in the middle of a game, right? Because I was going to ask, like, is it is it easier? And that's not a great word to use, but is it easier to when your starter pitch with a big lead or pitch with a small lead or no lead at all? Like if it's games tied, um, does, the, does the approach change? It probably it shouldn't, but it should. Like I'm not thinking anything differently, but. I feel like when we put up, you know, a big spot or we're up big or just up by, like, a decent amount, it kind of takes the sale of the, the other team and it makes it easier to pitch because they're, I don't know, they're not, maybe they're not hunting earlier in the count. They want to see some more pitches, make stuff happen. So I think it's just easier on the pitcher when you're, obviously, you're up big. So I think it makes and it And is easier. that, maybe that helps you because your stuff has gotten a lot better this year. You've been yeah. able to sequence your slider a lot more, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm just throwing harder, throwing everything harder and better profiles on most of my pitches, so it helps a lot too. Just throw it where I want. Just You just got to throw the ball to the glove. That's, just, that's, that's what it is right, at the end of the day. Because as an offense, like, you're trailing. You, it kind of it takes away a lot of things that you can do. Definitely. Like, like you're not hitting leadoff single and sacking them to second base, right? You, you kind of you approach it differently. Exactly, yeah. So that maybe makes it simpler for a pitcher where it's just you can just start pumping strikes. Yeah. Well, yeah, you approach it differently than the pitching side too. It's like... It's one one to a lefty, and there's a guy in second. It's one run game. Probably not gonna go change it because that's not my best pitch. But if it's one one to a lefty and we're up five or six, and there's a guy in second, I'll probably throw a change up and see if I can get it there. And mm-hmm. Just see if like makes it harder on the hitters too, because then they don't really know. They can kind of make me a two pitch guy if it's like a really you know high leverage count or something like that. Two pitch guy. I thought you're like a five pitch guy now, right? I'm like, cutter I'm like the cutter six, and yeah. the splitter and splitter cutter. You throwing a screwball? Change gyro. Basketball. I could probably throw a probably throw a knuck in there, but it probably wouldn't be too hard. But yeah. <laughs> did you ever play? Uh, did you ever play backyard baseball? Is that the one with the little guys? It's like Pablo. Uh, Pablo Sanchez. Yeah, Pablo Sanchez. Yeah. yeah, I did. On the computer? Yeah, or no, on the on the like Wii or something. Do they have that on on a I console? So. I think so. I think I played on a console. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I played it on my PC. Yeah. But whenever you get a strikeout, you would get a specialty pitch. Right? It had fastball, changeup curveball you know it had those pitches and those those are the basic ones but then one? when you got a strikeout you would get a specialty pitch like a fireball and it'd literally be a fireball like no one could hit it <laughs> right and then you get like an elevator pitch where i the, remember the elevator the pitcher would throw it and it would be like going on the ground and then it would, it would just, pop up into the zone right yeah, then. yeah, yeah. What, what would be your specialty pitch if, if, you, if, you could ha- if you could make a pitch. Like, there was a corkscrew one. There was a zigzag. Oh. There was an undergrounder where the pitcher threw it and went in the ground and popped up. It'd be, it'd be the fireball. Like, 150 fastball. <laughs> that'd, be like, that'd be the specialty pitch. So it's just... But that's, that's going on the trend if it's all about velo. Yeah. I mean, it, I, it, it's not... All, no, it's, no, it's not all about velo. Not all about velo? No, not at all. Because there's... Some of the best starters in majors are throwing 90-91. Who? Jeffrey Springs, you ever heard of him? Rays, uh, Jeffrey Springs, Rays lefty. He's just who's throwing currently. Yeah, he's like there. He's like he, he. I think he recently got hurt, but he's like tied for or like him and Shohei are one and two in ERA. A lot of K's too. 89-91. No, no good changeup, good slider. Just puts him where he wants. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's all it is. That's awesome. Yeah, bring it back. Yeah, that's, you don't have to. But then like, but Shohei is like the best pitcher, so it's like it helps to throw ninety eight with a. Sweeper and a curveball and a splitter and splitter, 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 splitter. Who, who's your favorite pitcher? Shohei. Shohei. Okay, why? Shohei or DeGrom? Shohei, because he has like four 
good pitches and he, I feel like he just, I don't know, he's just never off. And then DeGrom just because it's like, it's just like fun to watch him pitch. He's just so easy and it's just like perfect. It's like a hundred and it's just like the ideal everything for a pitcher. Did you watch the World Baseball Classic? Yeah, that's why I'm throwing a splitter. Yeah. <laughs> so you watched the Japanese team throw those power yes. splitters? I thought I watched every single guy throw a fastball and a splitter and that's all they needed <laughs> to win the whole thing. And so I was like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. Okay. Because... I mean, we could keep PG on here, but have a change up, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> that thing's hard to throw. You're saying a change up is hard to throw? Change ups is impossible. Not impossible. Okay, I don't want to say. Uh, it's hard to throw. It's For me, it's hard to throw. Why? I don't know. Just because it's like. Without without ruin, ruining your draft stock. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, I think for most of my pitches, it's come easy. I just like grab a grip and they say throw it, like make it move this way. I throw it hard and it does that. And then I try to. So I got the good movement. I just like kind of like work on the location. I change up has never been like that, hmm. so I don't know. But with a splitter, maybe it's like that. I've I've had, whenever uh, Spencer Stewart and I would would play catch, he would always joke because I wasn't able to pronate. Yeah. Properly. Yeah. That's maybe that's the thing. Well, you know Sam, like with his shoulder yeah. surgery, like he's like his pronate, like we're all here, so we can actually pronate for a changeup, and Sam's like that. So we can't. So he you're actually, so like, you're rotating your thumb down yeah, below my arm, and, and then Sam out gets, to the le- out to the right. Your right hand out to the right. So thumb down and then to the right. Yeah, and Sam gets about 180. Just thumb really? flat, like like palm flat to the ground. Yeah, palm flat. Interesting. Because of shoulder. So it's like he. Yeah, I don't think he actually can't throw a changeup. So well, he's trying to work on a splitter. Did you see Trevor Betancourt when he was here? No. Throwing. So Betty threw in the College World Series. Got a wicked hammer, curveball, and he's had a couple of arm surgeries. Okay. Right. And each time he's had the surgery and he's come back, his ball has cut more and more and more because it's just the natural slot. And so they just, just so it's just cutters. Like lean into cutters. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, just because of the, however the arm recovers after yeah. the surgery. Yeah, um, that's kind of bizarre. That's yeah, it's just basically get adapted. Right? <laughs> okay, well let's talk about a little bit of your development from last year to this year. You pitched in Corvallis over the summer. Mm-hmm. Like, what has been the biggest difference for you as a pitcher? last year compared to this year as far as like your conditioning your physical makeup and i don't know your pitches like what's what's changed what have you or what has gotten better i would say i just got like better in every way pretty much besides maybe like conditioning because i was like skinnier but i got a lot heavier i'm like 220 now where last year i was like 205 200 um and kind of just going to corvallis in summer and like all fall like being a starter, you kind of, cause I, I don't know, I hadn't started for a year, so I kind of right. got out of that routine. So it's kind of just learning how to start and learning from each start. And so I've been doing through the year. Like my, I mean, my first start, I like freaked out on four batters and gave up three runs and we lost. And then I've learned from that. It's not like, you know, you gotta just gotta learn your routine. And I mean, my velo jump, which helps obviously a lot. And then kind of just, we talk about the pitch staff a lot, just executing. It's like, you don't need to, throw your best pitch every time it's just you throw the pitch to the location that's all you can control so it's just like a lot simpler i guess but, one, one pitch at a time yeah one pitch at a time just that's all you can control so are you, practi- are you practicing any like mental approach to do that uh i mean i guess i just practice every time i like throw like every time i play catch i just am because so this is actually two weeks ago my pen it's like struggling like struggling hard in my pen i just couldn't throw a ball where i wanted and I was like not doing great in my outings. This is before Fulton, so maybe this helped in Fulton. Mm-hmm. But um, like not doing great, just like missed my spots. And 
just like struggling and pissed off. And Chex is like, are you even like looking at the glove? Cause I was like trying to feel the way my body felt like earlier in the year, which is, which you don't do, you just pitch, right? right? right. And so I was like, no, I'm not. So I just picked my leg up, stare at the glove, throw, and that's where the ball went. And so I was like, okay, that's, maybe I'll just do that. And then <laughs> I've been doing that for like the last two weeks. It's helped a lot. That's kind of like uh, when I'm golfing, sometimes when I'm wrapped up in a swing change or swing thought, yeah. when I'm hitting the ball, I I don't remember looking at the golf ball when I hit it. You're just thinking. Yeah. I'm just thinking, and it's completely blocking it out of my mind. The only only good round of golf I've ever had in my life, ever in my life, I've like, I'm probably one for like 50 on good golf rounds. I literally would walk up, take a step, and then swim. Like not, not like nothing else. Every other time, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I need to do this and this, and yeah. So you're not a shot. You're not a shot shaper. No, you're a step up and step hit. Step up and hit. Yeah, that's okay. what you can do. That's a good approach for some people. It, that's it. I feel like most people need that. Better so balance. Talk about uh, the season so far. The Big West. I talked with Kurtley uh, before, and I'll I'll say this to you too. I, I think the Big West is back. I think this yeah. could be a two-three team postseason conference this year have you felt that out there in competition yeah i've definitely like just the hitters feel i don't know more mature as i guess like the best way i could put it like it just doesn't feel like i'm throwing like like little kids like i don't know like i feel like sometimes i just like mess pitches and they would just swing and miss and now i don't know if it's a starter like a high leverage situations but it feels like you know, everyone can pitch, everyone can hit now. There's not really, like, a team you can take off or last year. Like, right. you know, some of the teams, there was not really competition. Well, good. It was, yeah. I, I think it's, it's good for your guys' development. I think it's good for the Gauchos moving forward to compete definitely. in postseason. Yeah, it definitely caught us off our heels a little bit. We got to bring it back together and keep moving forward. Forget yeah. about the past. Seven and five. How, how are the mentals going into this week? Four road games. Um, I mean, you know, not used to – we're not used to – I'm, like – I didn't lost a little adversity. A yeah, a little adversity, I didn't, right? I didn't lost a series, and my I didn't lost a series last year. Yep. And I lost three in a row the past three weekends. So you know it's a little tough, but it's alright. Like just baseball. What's uh, one thing that's going to change? Well, I'm a big believer in every team struggles at one point. So last year we didn't struggle, got to the postseason, struggled, didn't know how to deal with it, then we're out first round. So I think it's good that we struggle now, and we get in a roll later and get hot later, and then we can't stop us later. That's my belief. Okay. So. I like that. I yeah. like that energy. Um, Matt, you look great. You're doing great. Um, have a good weekend. Thank you, Kobe. You too. And uh, shoot, I don't have any follow up to that. I almost died this weekend. <laughs> oh wait, yes. It. Let's let's finish on that. The that's back to back weeks where you've had to catch a liner that was laced right back at you. Yeah. And this the one against Irvine was right at the dome. Yeah. That... What went through your head? Or, or nothing. I mean, I had like a millisecond. It was fastball away, big three hitter for Irvine, four man outfield. So I'm already like, whoa, this guy's like kind of good. <laughs> and then 106 just back at my face. And I just, I think, I think that what helped is first reaction when you see something come at you, your head kind of moves a little bit. Mm-hmm. So my head kind of moved. So it's going to hit me like the back of the head. And then just glove up to protect my face. I, I mean, if anyone hit me in the chest, I was just going to protect my face anyway. So I was going to go for the ball. So, yeah, just a little luck there, but, you know, we're good. Turned into a web gym. Yeah, turned into a double play. <laughs> Got out of the end. And a double play. Yeah. So, all right, good way to finish a uh, couple outstanding plays, and let's build off of uh, that mentality yeah. and that energy and go get them this week. Yeah. Thanks, Kev. Thanks, Matt.
We're just we're at Pepperdine, and this is Mike Marsh. Yes, sir. How you doing, Mike? Doing awesome. Easy bus ride. Nice views. Very relaxing. What year are you in school? Fourth year history major. Currently, went through the environmental studies, political science major. Ended up in history, right back where I started. Nice. And I love it. Okay, what part of history? Uh, world history, high school history teacher is in the cards, but uh, yeah, I just like reading. I like all history. You know, I was a history major. Really? Yeah. And then, and what have you done with that beautiful piece of paper you got? <laughs> it's on my wall. It's on your wall. And it gives me resources to look up tidbits for the broadcast and for the podcast. That's right. great. And for, great. And for cool interviews like this. I'm hoping to use mine someday, but we will see. Yeah, you're going to use it in one capacity or not. Might not be a big capacity. Could be a small capacity. Yep. But it's good. World history. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite uh, time period? World no, War II. Okay. For good. sure. Uh, Why? It's fascinating. It's just a, such a different time compared to what we're living in now. Just, I mean, full, total war you know in a whole country it's just i you, you can't stop reading about it there's nothing you know there's not just, too much to, just to endless know. endless stories yeah right and it wasn't that long ago you know it's less less than 100 years which is less than 100 years ago yeah do you do you get into the fact that it was like it was it had elements of like the f- the first generation using like modern technology Absolutely. I mean, it's not even, it's not, it's nothing compared to what we're seeing even now with Ukraine and Russia with people recording on their phones. You know, like right. even that is. But I'm talking like, up. I'm talking like, oh, nuclear. like airplanes and automatic weapons and like yeah. Yeah, satellite nuclear. imagery and just, it's like a, a far and away. I mean, if you're into the history of, of warfare, it's scary. Right? It's, it's just far and away compare if you compare it to World War One. Absolutely. We, this is a whole entrail we could go down. But what I wanted to talk to you about was jiu-jitsu. Yes, sir. That's my favorite thing right now. Favorite thing. Life. Favorite thing. Yes, so, okay, so how often do you do jiu-jitsu? Okay, so on a perfect week, I'm going six times a week. Monday, Mondays, Wednesdays are one day. Tuesday, Thursdays, morning and night class. The nights are focused so on two fundamentals. A, two a days. Two a days on Tuesday, Thursday with a little bit less intensity going. But trying to build a solid base in this new, it's so different than anything I've ever done. You know, baseball, soccer, football, basketball, they're completely foreign to this art. So for those that don't know jiu-jitsu, what's the, the basic breakdown? So it's, it's centered around, it's a, so the way you basically win in jiu-jitsu is you, if you're on the bottom, you want to end up on the top. And then once you're on the top, you submit or you hold position, right? So when it, there's, there's a million ways you can approach it. You can think I'm going to, to do self-defense, right? You can say I'm, I'm going to get an awesome workout, a better workout than you'll ever do going to any 24-hour fitness. I promise you that. And Or it's just you're finding a group of people that, that you can get along with, you know? Like I have the baseball team, obviously, but now I've had a whole nother separate got a whole new community. community. Exactly. Yep. Yep. That share a common interest. So exactly. it's hard to explain to somebody that's never really, it's such a foreign term. But it's jiu-jitsu is all, it's, it's ground, yes. right? It's, it's yes. not boxing. No it's strikes. not kickboxing. It's not 
hand to hand on your feet, it's on, you're on the ground. Yeah, that's that's the difference is when it comes to like you can do jujitsu as much as you want hypothetically because there's no brain damage there's no hitting there's no sparring necessary right yeah. as long as you have a good this isn't partner karate. This isn't karate. no no you you be if you, as long as you're aware of your partner and know that your partner doesn't want you to get hurt and you don't want your partner to get hurt <laughs> you'll be okay but every once in a while you get somebody squirrely and then you it's like you really got to use it because you don't want to injure yourself and not be able to train the next day sure that's the worst case scenario which happens at least once a week there's a spot where you got to Either your neck's stuck and you can't push your neck, you know, you get in an arm bar and, and you got to tap early to the arm bar even though you don't want to, but that arm gets bent one more But there's, there's a little self-preservation. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's a big thing. Like I said, I've never done any physical martial art like this before, so it's... Right, it's, it's mono y mono. It's you against the other person. Exactly. And you're both trying to get position. You're using hands, you're using arms, yeah. elbows, you're using your, your legs, right? Yep, you use everything, but a bit... I mean, in your brain. It really relates. It's very similar to baseball in the fact that we show up, we do movement drills first, right? We train the way we move. We try to make that muscle memory, right? Then we train a position using those same moves, pretty much, you know, whichever ones apply. And then you go live, right? But yeah. your live is only the last little bit of, of the, the training, the class session, right? It's the same as, as our hitters doing their movement prep and stuff. So seeing the connection between those two, they've translated, which is pretty cool. And it's helped. It's helped me get a long way farther than in four months. So cool. I'm still a beginner, very much. Well, who else is in there with you? I know Spencer Erdman's been in there with you. Yep. Zach Rodriguez has been in there with you. Yep. Luke Williams. Luke Williams. Some, so, some former shows. Yeah. Yep. Alex uh, in the training room. He's he's been he does in there and he trains kickboxing. It's Paragon Galita is is the gym and it's it's just Shout out. It's just the coaches are. It's a great environment. It's a culture that's similar to here where everybody wants the best for each other, you yeah. know, and it's it's refreshing. It's hard to find that nowadays, you know. Everything is superficial. You can't be when you're on the ground trying to choke somebody out, right? You There's find no, the no superficiality in that. Heck no. <laughs> so, that part of it's enjoyable. For that's, sure. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of jiu-jitsu. Did you do jiu-jitsu this morning? Yes. Yeah? I did. It was, How'd it it was go? a great start to my day. I... I got pulled with three guys that are, first guy was a brown belt, so that was an experience. What, what, what belt are you? I'm a white belt, so that some, some gyms do what you call stripes, which you do like one, two, three, four stripes in your white belt, then you move to your blue. So it goes white, blue, purple, brown, black, right? But we don't do stripes. Because I mean, that's for gyms that are, it's, it's just a weird thing. Like you know, when you're ready, you're ready. But so I rolled with a brown belt and then a blue belt and then a really good white belt. So I got a good feel of... A little mix. But that's there's a bigger fish in every sea. I mean, like, it's... Sure. Oh, you, you'll have one round where you're, you submit somebody two times, and then the next round, you're on your back with somebody's chest into your no, tip of your nose, you know, and it sucks. <laughs> but it's humbling, and it's... And it's, it's oh, it's amazing. What, what I've heard about jiu-jitsu is, like, the first time you do it, it's either, I'm not doing that ever again, or it's okay. I got to figure out yeah. how to master this. It's one or the other. There's no like. There's no like casual. All right, I'm gonna like a yoga class. Like I'll go to yoga like once a month. There's not. There's none of that. It's you're you're in or you're out. And that's what's that's what's great is you. 
yes, the coaches are very nice and they and 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 they cater to environment and makes you want to come back. But at the same time, they know that some people come in there and you know it's just not for everybody. But if you're willing to give it a chance and you're willing to look past the first minor neck injury you have and you can you know just stick to the right people that will help you get better and help you not get hurt and you know that's that's the way to do it and then you'll find it's it's walking into the wrong gym and and it just doesn't match you everyone's different i got lucky the first one i walked into i happened to you know but i've been all right like i'm in yeah yeah, but i've been around a baseball team where it's you get chirped right and you're you're the guy on the bottom of the totem pole sometimes right but some people they you know that's a shock to their world they walk in and, and and they get dominated you know it's like but there's a hug at every at the end of every match, right? Somebody chokes you out, right? You're 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 giving them a high five and knuckles, and you're saying that Mutual was respect. that was awesome. Somebody, they're the best guys that are the highest level. They thank you after, you know. They're like they're so grateful that you you know you allowed them, you know, mm-hmm. to get better with you, and you're risking every time you're risking. It's a fight, you know. Yeah. So for new beginners, go to beginners classes and at least once a week challenge yourself and get your butt beat because you won't get better that's the sport that's right it's it sucks but it's like it's so worth it when you do when you're the one that's winning and you're like dang that took four weeks to choke out a mom of three because she's been choking you out five times a morning for three you know what i mean like humbling it's that's yeah yeah that's the sport it's so different so it's, but it's translated a little bit into your into your experience as an undergrad coach, right? It's translated into everything in my life. That's great. If you, if I'm at, at night and I'm thinking, man, it's 8:30, do I want to go to bed right now or stay up and watch a show or a movie until 11? Well, you got to wake up at 4:45, 5:45 for jujitsu, and if you're slow. You're gonna you're gonna pay for it. You're gonna get choked. Yeah. So right. prepared. There's the preparation. There's, there's a lot of discipline. Yeah, discipline. Like, and if, if you if you ignore that discipline, you know. So in that point of my, it's almost an anchor, which I like. And as long as and I think happen. I think that finding it and just I wanted to do it for months, months. I've I followed the UFC and stuff, but it's so scary walking in, all by myself, no friends. Erdy came and he started training with me which made it a lot more fun yeah but yeah like going in there and just just getting over that first uncomfortable i don't know anybody now i know it's everybody a big step now i know everybody yeah, it's a you know what i mean and it's like but that in a lot of things that's scary it is but well, it betters your life like like you can't even imagine which is so awesome that's a good note to end on absolutely an anchor heck yeah the anchor all right find your anchor that's right thanks michael yes sir All right, thank you to Christian Kirtley. Thank you to Matt Egger, and thank you to Michael Marsh for their contributions. Uh, great interviews. All three of those guys uh, had a lot of fun talking to them. And uh, thank you to our sponsor, Kyle's Kitchen. Gauchos head to UC San Diego this weekend to take on the Tritons. A big series on the road. Gauchos are seven and five. They are chasing the Tritons, who are currently in second place at eleven and four. Uh, they're nineteen and four at home. They uh, they can hit the ball. They have some pretty good arms. Uh, they're going to be tough. So it should be a fun series uh, down at UC San Diego. Six o'clock on Friday, two o'clock on Saturday, and one o'clock on Sunday. 
Youngsters have hit a little skid trying to bounce back and figure out how to uh, deal with uh, this little six and nine uh, stretch in the middle of the season. So uh, the coaches are, are hard at work. The players are hard at work trying to turn this thing around. Uh, still a lot of season left, uh, but heading down the stretch here with about a month to play. So big series in San Diego. Hope to see you down there. And as always, uh, thank you for tuning in to the Gash 9 podcast. Uh, hope you have a great weekend. Go Chose. See ya.